Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Thomas Warwick and today I'll be talking to you about simplifying science and ways to become a more effective researcher. We all know science can be complicated and messy, but does it have to be? Can we find ways to simplify our science to become more effective researchers? Perhaps we could simplify our experiments and approaches to allow us to learn more and help make things easier and cheaper along the way. Here are three ways you can embrace simplicity and make yourself a more effective researcher while reducing your workload. Number one, choose a simple model organism. As a researcher, it can initially seem enticing to want to use a cool and complex model organism, but these models may have pitfalls. A recent review, see the online article for details, highlighted some of the newer emerging model organisms that researchers are turning to to help solve unanswered questions in biology. It also touched on some of the downsides to more complex models, pointing out that having a sequenced genome and an established method to propagate these model organisms in the lab is the key to pushing knowledge forwards. Of course, this all depends on what you're trying to achieve, but it's essential to bear in mind that picking the simplest model organism that meets your need can make it easier to get results. In episode 36 of The Microscopists, Nobel Prize winner Sir Paul Nurse spoke about his work on the fish and yeast Schizosaccharomyces pombi, a single-celled eukaryote where he discovered the major cyclin-dependent kinase, CDK1 slash CDC2, and its essential role in the cell cycle. While people questioned why he was bothering to work on yeast rather than a more complex mammalian system, he was quick to point out that over the last 20 years, researchers working on yeast have won no less than four Nobel Prizes. He also highlights the ability to perform elegant experiments with great precision and reliability while working with yeast. Conversely, he describes how working with mammalian cells can be much more difficult. I've experienced this in my career as a lab-based microbiologist working on bacteria. I studied domesticated lab strain of E. coli during my PhD, which was incredibly easy to genetically manipulate to understand how the production of a specific small molecule was regulated as it grows. Towards the end of my work, we were able to apply what we learned to some more clinically relevant strains of E. coli isolated straight from patient samples at the local hospital. Number two, choose the right experimental technique. The newest and fanciest techniques can be very appealing to researchers, and you might think they can help boost your research impact. However, there are clear reasons why this may not always be the best of options. Specific advantages of opting for more straightforward techniques are that you can save money, save time, get access to equipment more readily, perform easier data analysis, have fewer data to analyse and have easier access to troubleshooting information. Professor Claire Brown, Director of the Advanced Bioimaging Facility at McGill University, highlighted the benefits of opting for simpler technologies in her recent interview for The Microscopists. She spoke about her passion for trying to pull people back to more basic technologies. This approach is particularly relevant to microscopy experiments, where the most advanced techniques can often accumulate vast volumes of data. Take a recent example from my work in the lab, where a single experiment required three different fluorescence channels, taking images across four different strains of bacteria at three different time points. Each acquired image was about 8,000 kilobytes in size, so this single experiment generated 288 megabytes of data. This may not seem like a considerable amount, but it can quickly add up, especially if you use more advanced techniques. Peter O'Toole, host of the Microscopist podcast, also points out that using more uncomplicated techniques can be faster and cheaper while still providing the same or even better scientific data. However, Professor Brown was keen to stress 
that if the fanciest and newest technique is the right one for addressing a particular question, she does her best to help researchers use this. Number three, work smarter, not harder. As researchers, we're always keen to feel productive and busy in the lab. However, perhaps we can improve our effectiveness by performing fewer experiments overall. It might seem counterintuitive, but working smarter, not harder, can really pay off by taking the time to do experiments correctly. Here are some fundamental things to consider and that you will benefit from when performing fewer experiments. Do the right background reading beforehand and ensure the technique is correct for the question you're trying to address. Ensure you have all the necessary controls to analyse and interpret your data. Do a pilot experiment before launching into the real one. A smaller scale test can help identify and address teething problems early on and let you deal with them before starting with the actual experiment. Go slowly and go carefully so that you don't introduce mistakes. This approach should ensure less need to repeat to get publication quality images and the like. Of course, it's crucial to do enough repeats to have statistical confidence in your data. Take the time to stop and think when things go wrong rather than just doing it again and again immediately. Adopting these approaches saves you time and money and can also help reduce the impact of your research on the environment. Occam's razor, the law of parsimony, states that simplicity is a scientific virtue and embracing simplicity in science, it seems, can sometimes really help you become an effective researcher. So, there are some tips for becoming a more effective researcher. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your benchside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.